You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 187 of the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Get up and dance. We're going to have a great time today talking about all sorts of different stuff. And the main subject today is the four Gospels. Who wrote them? Who were they written to? And what's the difference between them? I know. It doesn't sound very exciting, but it is. Trust me. You'll like it. Stick around. They call me her. ever in the world i know it is hmm. not really that's not my name that's the ting tings yeah i think you're a bigger fan than i am i just like it because they have a big bass drum that the girl plays once in a while i have to put my headphones back on because i took them off because the music annoys me what yeah too tinny too tinny or tingy tinny Exactly sure. Just not my thing. Not your ting? Not my ting. Remember Tang? I I like Tang. I like Tang too. Yeah. It was an orange drink that you, mm-hmm. the astronauts drank. My dad drank it too. I, a lot of people drank it. He used to drink it hot though, which was odd. I never heard of it eat, drinking, drinking. He would drink, it, drink hot it hot before he'd go down to the milk parlor in the morning. Tang? Mm-hmm. Hot orange? Hot orange Tang. Kind of different. Yeah. Hmm. It worked for him. It must have been a, a different generation thing because my uh, the babysitter that watched me, her husband drank Tang. Did he drink it hot? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. Do you know what we used to make with Tang that was really good? Tang, by the way, is an orange powdery substance that when mixed with water makes an orange Kool-Aid drink. We, we used to make Russian tea with Tang. What's that mean? It was a, it was like you take powdered Lipton tea and tang and I think maybe a little cinnamon or something and you make kind of an orange spiced tea and you can drink it hot or cold. Huh. Well, see, there you go. So you did drink it hot. Yeah, I I did in Russian tea. I didn't usually drink it hot just by itself. Is there anybody that's Russian listening to our show? Why do they call it Russian tea? I don't get it. Do they have more fruit in their tea than we do? I have no idea. Now, the people that know tea are our friends from the UK. They really know tea. Mm -hmm. They actually drink real tea that's not like our tea. Yeah, they probably didn't drink powdered Lipton tea. No. I'd sure like to have some real tea. Well, I have. Not reality, like real tea or reality, but real tea. We have a friend that has a real tea shop. Does she carry tea from England? Um. I am not sure about that. Well, we have several friends in England. If you want to send me some tea, 
I will uh, help with postage, but I want some. I want something really yummy tea. English some yummy breakfast tea. or Earl Grey. Well, how do you know which one? Maybe they have a tea that is Those a specific favorite. brand or, or uh, of. Tell me what your favorite is, Meds, Dan, Mike, Gareth. Do they drink tea or do they just drink beer? Wayne. I'm trying to think of all. We have so many friends in England now, Tim. We have so many friends in England. I'm probably not naming them all, and I feel bad for not. Did you say Gareth? Yeah, I did. Okay, I play words with friends with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Sometimes I don't know if I am right now, though. You know, mine's all messed up. People must think that I hate them or something. But I was so busy there for a while that I didn't play any games, and then mm-hmm. they then they all resigned. Mine uh... mine resigned, and then I now have so many games playing that I can't start a new game anymore. Mm-hmm. So that means So some people might be mad at you because you're not playing them. I don't know if they're mad at me or not All I know is that I can't, I'm not able to We sure play. are rambling today I didn't Well we just started Oh okay <clears throat> uh, We're going to be back in a moment to talk about what's going on at our house And then of course we have a really kind of Interesting podcast again this week We've been um, talking about the Bible And uh, talking about who wrote it um, how it was written, who it was written to, and so on and so forth. And then we thought, well, why don't we talk about the first four books of the New Testament and who authored those, who was it written to, and who did they write it? Yeah, I said, who did they write it to? And uh, what's the difference between the four books that tell basically a similar story? Yeah. So we're going to discuss that today from a historical and a biblical point of view. Mm-hmm. So uh, stick around and uh, we'll be right back. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, We share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it it a a Mickey Mickey day. Day. They have a brand new um, couple of programs out, uh, a regular Tales podcast and then a Minnie Mouse one, uh, and they're interviewing a really cool person on it. So everybody should go check out Alan Joyce's um, podcast called Tales from the Mouse House. Very good. Uh, Al is my hero this week, but there's several people that have helped me out of some computer jams lately, and I'm very grateful for Al and his friendship and the fact that he is forged into territory that I was forging into, but he did it before me, so he learned from all his mistakes and was able to troubleshoot a problem I was having and fix it. Mm-mm. So he's my hero. That, You're my nice. hero, Al. Trust me on this one. 
I was getting really freaked out. And then you knew exactly what it was. I'm very, very impressed. Mm-hmm. You've been, you know, it's so funny because compared to me, you've always You're making been, lots of noise with your microphone, just so you know. Compared to me, you've always been the more geekily wise person when it came to computers. So it always shocks word? me. Geekyalized? Geekily wise. Oh, geekly wise. Geekly wise. Yeah. I guess it's a new word from Amy Moyer. Um, geekly wise. Compared to me, you've you've always been wise in the ways of computers and science. Who you know, are you stuff. that are so wise in the ways of computers? I am Arthur, King of the Britons, my liege. Well, yeah, not exactly, but um. But yeah, it always surprises me when there's something that you don't know because you're such oh my a good computer geeky person. No, 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 my dear. Yeah. I am not. I am not at all. I just happen to... I Okay, here's how it works with me. I use technology to be creative. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the technical stuff, I have like a friend named Buddy Van Brunt that is so darn smart that it's scary. And he works for HP. Mm-hmm. And does programming and all that jazz. I mean, he knows how to write all this stuff, and he writes drivers and this and that and this and that and this and that. And he understands it. You have more <coughs> friends than anyone else I know that. I have are, a friend named Scott that's really smart too. You have a lot of code writing friends. Oh, and my friend, uh, my friend Joe from Canada that does the UMB podcast, mm-hmm. brilliant. He's brilliant when it comes to computer stuff. And my friend from England, Dan, who's really, really smart mm-hmm. when it comes to computers. And then Stefan's a code writer too. I was just going to say Stefan from Australia helped me out of a many jams. Yeah. And even rewrote some of the code to my GarageBand song that crashed and actually got it to me. Um, yeah. And it's and amazing. And then our friend, friend Tim. We have a friend, Scott, who I believe writes code. But not only that, is he has a photographic memory. so he A can, real one. He's really a guy. So he really can. So like he can read a book, and then just glance you. at it mm-hmm. and not pay attention to it. But he will photograph the page in his head and then maybe a few days later bring it up and tell you what it says yeah my friend tim from uh tim from the technocratic um podcast him and dan do that tim Mm -hmm. is really smart he's learned a whole bunch of stuff about computers now he works in he's working part-time in an it department and then our son nathan is really smart on them now too he does does tons of stuff with computers so yeah. I'm not anything compared to those guys. I'm nothing. Except for Nathan kind of has a love-hate relationship with computers because um, he's working for a bank and he has to keep all the computer systems for this bank that has almost 30 branches um, open you know, and running. And sometimes when the servers go down, he doesn't get to sleep for like two days. <laughs> He has to work all through the night to that get happens. them working. Yeah, well, it's again. called computers. And, yeah. So. But I was I was very, very grateful for, and I am very grateful for the people that understand technology in my life. I don't get it. And, you know. You get it a lot more than I do, though. <coughs> I mean, because, I mean, you, I remember years ago, we had a neighbor that would come over and we had this little old Packard Bell. 486. Yeah, 486. Yeah, I remember. It was, you know, we thought it was so cool because it was, it was like 
top of, well, it wasn't top of the line, but it was the top of the line of what we could afford at the time. Yeah. And um, I remember you and a neighbor who was also a computer geek. Well, he wasn't at first. He actually got into into it because of our computers. Yeah. But he would go to the library and get, um, you know, computer geek magazines and stuff. And you two would, would get onto websites and then go in and look at their source codes and taught yourselves how to make web pages and stuff. Yeah. Looking at the source codes of well, the stuff. Well, he that, did and then kind of you, taught you me a ca- little bit. You guys kind of figured it out together. A little bit here and there. Yeah. So you were making websites before yeah. most people were. I mean, it well, taught now classes there's, on how to do yeah, it. Yeah, but now there's programs that do it for you, and I, I use those because it's much Just easier. Just quicker. Oh, you my far. You don't have to type every my far, little line in My then, word, yes. Yeah. Much I, faster. I remember taking basic programming in the mid-'80s and having to write out all these if-then statements. and That was called basic programming, yes, yeah. hundreds of lines that you had to write in and then type. If in. Y equals 3, then go to. Yes. And, then we'll and go all to the that flow program. charts that we would write out. There, it was very logical, very cool. Spock would have loved it. <sighs> it was very time-consuming and I tedious. I loved it. It was really cool. It was my least favorite class in high school. It's huh, too bad. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. What I would like to learn, if I had a computer to learn it on, is I'd like to learn CAD. Because I like doing designs. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I always have. But, but yeah. yeah. Well, this week has been an interesting week. Yeah. I, it, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of work this week, but I did, per se. I did a big web project for a company. Mm-hmm. Um, um, local city government is uh, has a bunch of artwork and stuff that they they have like a well there's a, this group of people uh, that promote art and that kind of stuff in our town mm-hmm. and they hired me to put together a few websites for them they got a grant from somewhere and then now they're paying me to do their websites which is mm-hmm. really cool yeah so i met with a client and got that all set up and ready to go and that was kind of my work this week and then i had a couple of other really little jobs but then mm-hmm. i learned some brand new things i'd never learned before very geeky things and you were very geeked out in a very happy way yeah and i'm going to start a brand new podcast with a friend too and yeah. our church started a podcast you're just a podcasting guru or whatever. Well, you call all my it. friends are podcasters, you know, <laughs> a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, and and what happened was, um, okay, so when we first started our podcast, mm-hmm. I had a friend that built a website for us and built a thing called the back door, where you go in and you put your password in, and then it brings you to a a admin site, mm-hmm. and then you're able to go in and tweak and and then. It brings up a form, and I fill it out, and I put our information for our podcast, where it's at, so <coughs> the he, title of it, all this stuff. He, he actually custom wrote the code for us. Right. So that all I have to do is push a one button after mm-hmm. I've got it all filled in, and it submits it to iTunes and puts the feed, it writes the feed, a thing called the feed, which basically mm-hmm. tells yep. you what you have available, the content yeah. you have available. The RSS code. Yeah, very good, dear. Yes. And it does all that for you. And then I go out and I and I talk about what I... And then I publish it on the blog and all these different things. Well, there's a problem with that because what happened was I learned it that way. And so 
when it came time to do something completely independent from what my friend had written, mm-hmm. I didn't understand how to do it. And it's actually what I found out was I was thinking completely wrong. You and were thinking old school. No, I was no? thinking backwards because my okay. friend had written the code. The backdoor code. Yeah, because he had written the code, I was used to filling all this information out and then going and publishing stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, what my friend Al pointed out to me was there is a add-on that you a plug-in that you can put on your WordPress blog, mm-hmm. which is what I have is WordPress for all my websites and stuff called PowerPress. And it's just a free plug-in and you plug it you you install it on your blog and then it will and then you fill out all the information on it. And when you, this is so cool, when you go to put a post up on your blog, you fill in the information and then you put the audio code of, of the where your new podcast is. Okay. You just fill it in where it's at, in what directory. Mm-hmm. And when you push submit, guess what it does? It submits it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's funny. You're real funny. It writes the RSS feed. Oh, okay. And publishes it to iTunes and Stitcher and to all these other places that have the podcast. So and and it, a, and then it publishes it right on your blog as well. All in one shot. Oh my gosh, it does so it. It's kind of like saves me a huge amount. It's kind amount. of like a, a platform. Then it makes you a platform that goes off to all the different places. Well, kinda. Like like for for people but, no, who no, do no, a lot of no, social no, media, okay. no, you can. Post well, it yeah, in yeah, this yeah, yeah, one yeah, platform, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it would put Twitter, it would Facebook it, well, it would blog it. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah, you can do that too. But what do they call that deck? Something tweet deck? Or no, no, you're you're out of there. Now. I'm out this, there. Shh, okay, quiet. Sorry. It's all right. I know. I know. But but I'm no, no, no. Let understand. me uh, let me try to explain. Okay. I'm only somewhat. Geeky. Okay. Well, let me try to explain <laughs> to you how this works. A feed. Yes. It's just a code that goes out and tells all the different places where you can get podcasts. It tells these different places where to find your podcast. Okay. So none of these places actually store the podcasts. No. They just direct you. They're like a clearinghouse and a warehouse, but no, they're not really like a warehouse because no. they don't really store anything. They just have the code. We, on the other hand, as podcasters, have directories on the web on a server that where we store our information and we give them then the address to pull that information into their specific um, way of retrieving the information. Gotcha. Am I making sense now? Do I sound really stupid or? No. Um, You know, we still are having to explain to people. What a podcast is. What a podcast is. So what do you do now? Oh, we do a podcast. Oh, so you don't work, huh? It's like, uh, no. I don't know how to tell you. I'd like to slap your face. Well, you don't have to slap people's faces. It's just, you know, there are some people that do other things in life besides listening to computer stuff, you know. Somehow I don't hear myself anymore. Did I get, oh, okay. Now I do. Okay. I guess I only heard myself in my right ear, and my left ear was... Well, I don't um, know how you hear yourself at all because you're not plugged in. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do. How do you hear yourself, then? That's really odd. I'm not odd. sure. 
How am I not plugged in? You're not plugged in. All three of these things are... Oh, I guess you are. Okay. All right. You are plugged in. <laughs> but for some reason, I only hear the right ear. I don't know what to tell you about that. Hmm, okay. Great. These really expensive headphones you only hear out of one ear. That's great. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. Well, I bet everybody loves to hear this. What? What were you talking about before you got off on your earphones? Uh, um, well, the people don't understand what a podcast yeah. is. So we finally have just settled them saying it's on-demand on demand audio. Radi or on-demand radio show, yeah, that kind works. of. Yeah. That they can access from their can, computer. Most people understand a radio show. Yeah. 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 So that's what I learned this week. And I'm starting a brand new podcast with my friend Chris mm -hmm. from the East Coast. And we are going to, ha from Florida. And we've done some podcasts over at Trex and Sci-Fi. And by the way, happy anniversary, Rico. He's uh, celebrating seven years of podcasting with his 400th program, and it's, it airs this weekend. You know, there is something that I can't afford to get you for your birthday, but I tell you that I at least thought about it All and right. wish that I could. Mm -hmm. Did you know that they're going to have the complete cast, or at least all the main characters from... I know, over in London. No, oh. in Chicago. They're oh. going to have the complete cast of Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Not Deep Space... Yeah, whatever that was. DS9. DS9. Mm -hmm. All together yeah, in on Chicago. One That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought you would have liked that. Oh, I would have. And we have good friends in Chicago. Rick we do, but Pete I bet it's Rico expensive. And, well, I guess Rico's not in Chicago. He's but he's in, close. In Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you could have visited some friends and s gone to a Star Trek convention, but we've never gone to one, even though you're one of the I biggest know. Trekkies I know. But I know. It's always been kind of out of our league because they. by the time you buy the hotel room and the travel... Well, and the convention costs a several lot. hundred dollars. Especially if you actually want to see the people, because if you want to get up close to where you can see them, it costs money. Well, and it... And I've if you heard, want to be back in the nosebleed section or stand out in the hall. I really don't care if I get pictures. I don't, I don't people, care about pictures either. But I've heard that it costs a lot if yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. people who want to get their pictures taken with them, they charge mm -hmm. you, you know, like a lot of money. Yeah. And then, you know, that's kind of. Yeah, yeah, someday I'll go to a convention. Maybe if it's closer. I should have gone. There was one. There's one in Seattle. There was there? one just recently and I should have gone. I should have gone. I was, uh, in Seattle, it would have been a great but anyway, as I was saying, I'm starting a brand new <laughs> podcast with my friend that has podcasts with me on Trex and Sci-Fi, mm -hmm. and we're going to unveil it next week. Mm -hmm. We're recording an episode tonight, and then we'll be uh, starting to record. We'll have probably you know five or six of them done before we actually debut. Uh, we're we're going to have uh, special guests on and everything, and it's so it's. Are a, you? Will it be a weekly podcast? It's going to be a bi-weekly podcast. Okay, we're so going to do it every other week. Month. Yeah, at least that's our goal. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, because there's only, well, I won't say. It's it's of an old science fiction series mm -hmm. that's really dear to my, and near and dear to my heart. I watched it when I was a, a little pipsqueak myself. I watched it every I week. I watched it live when it was on live. Mm -hmm. And I can't say what it is until next week. Well, I, you know, when we were kids, um, we really didn't have an option. You either watched it when it played or you really didn't usually watch it because... Yeah. None of us had um, TiVos or yeah. any kind of that, that kind of recording device. So, yeah, I got a, an intro and an extra done today. I've got to do one more thing to do because what we're going to do is we're going to have a countdown 
on the program. And if you have Netflix, uh-huh. you can watch the program while you listen to us talk about it. And we're going to have like this thing that goes three, two, one, and then you hit the button and push play. And then you can actually watch what we're talking about because we're going to review the different episodes of this old TV series at the exact same time we watch them. Mm-hmm. And our listeners will be able to do the same. And that's going to be coming out here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yeah. So I did all that stuff today. And then I also worked on uh, some really cool stuff for the, the anniversary podcast of Trex and Sci-Fi. You like that? That's on my uh, iPad. You'll like this part that's coming up. Ready? Here it goes. Okay, now here comes the synthesizer. You ready? All right, here comes the cool little keyboard. Sounds very sci-fi, doesn't it? Now watch, ready? Nothing would be complete without Drum solo! Sounds like Animal the Drummer from the Muppets. You see driving down the road to this song? I'm, I'm pretending like I'm driving. You can't see that, but I am. So, oh. why did you What's this song for again? Ready, ready, ready. Here comes Andy. Okay, and what was this song for? That was dance music for Rico. For Oh, for when he does his dance. He's doing a live Ustream uh, broadcast tomorrow. I'm skipping church. Yeah, so we're not we're <laughs> not gonna church. we're not gonna have worship music at church because you have to be here for the okay, live. Let me show. let me just tell everybody: seven years <laughs> and four hundred programs is a huge deal, and yeah. I owe a lot. Well, even to I mean Rico and the Trex and Sci Fi podcast. I would not be doing what I'm doing for my career now if it wasn't for them. Well, and you a and very I, very supportive group of people. The, the first podcast we ever did together was, was actually Trex and for Treks and Sci-Fi. It was a Mother's Day special mm-hmm. many years ago now. Yes. And uh, we've, I've found out that my wife is really good at this. And so, how, and how many years ago was that? That Was it like five, five years. years ago yeah, that we so. did our first podcast? Maybe more. Wow. Yeah. It seems wild that we've been podcasting that long. Yeah. Well, we've really been doing our show for about three and a half, almost four years. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I've been doing stuff with Trex and Sci-Fi for longer than that. Yeah. But seven years is a long time, and I wanted to be part of that celebration. I did a bunch of special music for him and and did some other things. So, but, um, <coughs> Trex and Sci-Fi <coughs> was me. one of the first podcasts that it, I ever listened to. It was the because, first one I ever did. Um, 
you and I would go on walks and, and you would have headphone splitters or we would each listen to one earbud mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen on our walks together. Yeah, yeah. So um, and we listened all the way up to, to Bainbridge Island and back on a little, uh, on my iPod mm-hmm. in the van, our old van. Remember our old van? Wow. Yeah. It's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. We haven't had a van in for years. Well, six years ago when we first started listening to the podcast. Well, anyway, congratulations, Rico. Yeah. On the big seven years. That's really cool. 400. He's celebrating his 400th program tomorrow. Uh Uh-huh. So that's really good. And we're up to, you know, we're up to program number 187 now. Wow. Can you believe that? We've done 100 in, 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 in iTunes. We have 301 programs available. Wow. With specials and midweek boosters and all that jazz. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, so last week we actually should have celebrated our 300th program. Oh, d- no. But no. we didn't. No, no. <laughs> We're going to wait till 200 and we'll throw a party. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll do a live podcast on a Saturday night. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Turn on the video cameras and let everybody see how crazy we are. Huh. Party it up. How's that going? We're going to party <laughs> it up, everybody. <laughs> a cake of Diet Pepsi for everyone. <laughs> diet root beer would be better. Oh, okay. Not for you, though. You don't like root I beer. I don't like diet root beer. Regular root beer is okay. Just not diet. You think so. it tastes like Pepto-Bismol? Very much so. It doesn't, though. Ugh. Doesn't. Not my friend. So okay. Yeah. So before I barbecue chicken, yeah. Um, what else happened in in your? You didn't say anything about your week. You were busy all week. Yeah. Yeah. I worked a lot. You ordered something really fun. I did. Well, it, it really wasn't what I wanted. But yeah. Well, I it's didn't better have a, on your family. I didn't have a lot of cooperation getting what I wanted. So um, it's still it's going to be a temporary fix. Um. I I'm kind of a plant addict. I really like gardening and um, flowers, flowers, mm-hmm. vegetables, so, stuff like that. So, um, last the last few winters, I've brought my geraniums into my dining room, which isn't very big. No, it's not. And so I have these pots of geraniums all over my dining room to winter them, and it I just feel kind of claustrophobic, and so. I was wanting to build a greenhouse out of recycled doors and windows. Uh-huh. And we ended up figuring it was going to cost probably about $300 or at least more. or more to Just to frame, frame it. it and put a roof on it. Do and a then, door jam. And yeah. And all these different things. So, and not only that, it was going to take up time and patience from the men of my household that they were seeming a little bit reluctant to give. And so what we ended up doing... I told you I'd build the whole thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sure you could, but... I built a whole addition on our house. Yeah. So... Of course, I was a lot younger then. Yeah. But anyway, it still is going to cost quite a bit of money that we really didn't feel like we should spend right now. Right. So, um so we ended up getting a temporary solution which I think in the long run it would have pay off to build the the other one. Let's see but how you do with these first. We're going to try with these. We found some 
fairly inexpensive um, greenhouse portable portable greenhouses, greenhouses on um, eBay, and we're getting a couple of these little five by five. They're actually smaller than five by five, four and a half a by four and a half, four and by, half by six, and, I think. I think they're four and a half by four and a half or something. Well, they aren't very large, but but they have shelves. Couple in them. portable ones with shelves, and then I'm you gonna can put, stake them to the ground so they don't blow around. I'm gonna put my um, geraniums in there and see how they do for the winter time. Maybe we can start our corn in there. And then yeah, then in the springtime, I'm going to start our seeds out in these little greenhouses, and hopefully they will grow. Um. We have, in the past, in that same dining room that is crowded with my geraniums, <laughs> I've started little um, peat pots on... Peat pots? On cookie sheets <laughs> in my dining room on TV trays, and it's just really tacky and really and crowded. And knocks them over. And... Yes, we have the cats and, and dogs knocking them over, and I'm sweeping them up, and starting them again. So now we're going to have little greenhouses we're have two that cost way less yeah, than, for, the, than we were going to For less spend. than half the cost of framing in the the more permanent one. Right. Yeah, but we'll see how they do with the wind and the rain and, and I know, we're going to stake them up and we're, we're hopefully they'll... We use bungee cords to the fence. That might work too. That that might help. I'm not sure what we'll bungee With bungee to, cords we have to but, the fence. Yeah, but how do we attach them to the little plastic greenhouses? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to make an attempt at this, and hopefully it'll give me a little bit more sanity in our little house. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was exciting. Yeah, so that's that's my excitement. It should be here by next weekend, and plenty of time before the first freeze. Usually it doesn't freeze in our area. You're making lots of noise with your mic again. Usually in our area here by the coast, we don't get the first freeze towels. Sometimes we in actually October. have a whole week worth of beautiful weather ahead of us. Yeah, I I'm pretty think excited. now this is really odd because usually it rains. You here. think that's odd that you think? No, because you're really smart. No, um, this is what's odd is that we actually have got a bit of a summer here. Not a lot of hot weather. We've only had a few days above eighty, but We've had several days in the 60s and 70s without rain. I, This is what I believe um, the report was in the Seattle area that it may possibly have been the driest August in recorded history huh. in the Seattle area. Um, well, not down here. We haven't for for our area. I know we live by a rainforest, but we, we have... Do. We haven't had the typical amount of rain. We've had pretty good. We've only had rain a couple times in yeah. in August, and that was just for a few hours, not our typical like day long rains. Yeah. Um, usually, um, by November, we're getting sometimes days that it rains the entire day, and sometimes for days my and friend, days and my days. My friends, on Al and Joyce, the other day. Yeah. I was listening to their uh, Tales of the Mouse House podcast. Mm -hmm. They actually got five inches of rain in an hour. Wow. Is that amazing? That is amazing. Well, that's called flash floods and all that stuff. Yeah. And they live in Arizona, so you know it was crazy. 
That is crazy because five we, inches we in an get, hour. We get a lot I was of like, rain, no but way, not Joyce. usually that much in but an hour. True. Yeah, true. we 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 often will get three or four inches in one day. Yeah, all but, day though. Yeah, but it kind of rains all day long. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, a little bit because we've had some downpours before. But. Yeah, it's it's not uncommon for our area to get a hundred inches of rain yeah. a year. So yeah. it does rain a lot. Yeah. Here, but but we actually have got a little bit of a summer this the last few weeks, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, good. Well, things are good at our house. Then everybody's doing well, and so that's all that's going on around our house. For now, Catherine starts school um, next Tuesday. Yes. Really? Yeah, she starts her online class, um, taking um, like intermediate algebra, advanced algebra, algebra two, whatever it's called online and then she starts her college classes the next week wow i think okay or at least the orientation starts at 10th yeah anything else you want to say before we uh, take a quick break and we'll be back with our subject of the week i think we're good you're sure no but go on all right i'm gonna make barbecue chicken and corn on the cob for dinner okay stick around everybody Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by jewelbeat.com. Brand new episode of Anomaly is out now uh, with Jan and Angela talking about Firefly. One of the episodes of Firefly. I'll have to check that out on Stitcher. Yes, you will, because Stitcher Radio is cool, cool, cool. We've got mm-hmm. a bunch of friends on Stitcher with yeah. their podcast. I listen to Stitcher all the time. It's great. And you know, it's interesting, too, because uh, a lot of people will look at their stats on, on Stitcher and go, man, nobody can, nobody listens all the way to the end of my program. Well, what goes on there is, like, I'll listen to Stitcher Radio and have, like, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes of a program while I'm eating breakfast. And then later in the day, I'll listen on iTunes. And then later in the day, I'll listen on Stitcher again. Because I, I rarely do I listen to an entire podcast all the way through. 
I do at quite, one time. I do a lot, but that's but because, that's because your work is different. Yeah. Well, see, when I'm doing music, I can't listen to mm-hmm. talking. But if I'm doing a graphic job that day or a web job, I can listen to podcasts all day. Yeah. So it really depends. I'm really behind on all my podcasts right now. I kind of am too, but kind of feeling bad about. I feel kind of bad about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, we have our our brand new subject. Uh, that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the four Gospels, or the four first books of the New Testament, who they're written by, mm-hmm. who they were written to, and what's the difference between all four of them, even though they tell a similar story. So stick around. So we've been talking about the Bible lately, and, and in a way that I hope that our listeners are enjoying this series, because there are so many cool things in the Bible, but many times, again, people will not even want to hear about it or read about it or read it because of the behavior that they see in people that call themselves uh, followers of the Bible or Christians. Mm-hmm. And we're here to disprove those things. Okay. Does that make sense? Because I'm tired of that. It's just really upsetting to me because really honest, real, true Christians that love God and that are fascinated by what the Bible has to say and care about people are very misrepresented by people that sometimes get on these bandwagons of these big causes and that's more important than loving people. It gets crazy. It just gets crazy. And unfortunately, that's what our society is like right now. It's kind of sad. Well, and I think... Not everybody's like that. I think that's the way it is in a lot of different religions, though, because I, I read a post uh, from a high school classmate of mine who has converted to Islam, mm-hmm. and he pointed out that a lot of times people say is um, Muslims hate other religions, and he quoted a quote from the Quran that said that Jewish people and Christians were also people of what they call the book, that that they pray to God, and that they're not supposed to hate anyone that are also praying followers of God. Mm-hmm. And, and yet you get extremists and Christianity extremists and... Islamic is, extremists. Yeah, Islamic extremists. I wonder if there's such a thing as Buddhist extremists. Probably not. I don't know. Can you take I don't think you can. Zen to an extreme? I don't know. I don't know. But, but you know, <laughs> but, but, you know I, I, think, I think there's a human factor involved where, where sometimes people just can get mean and ugly and, and they may have on a, a certain... I don't know. They may have come from a certain spiritual background, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're following um, the book that is from that background. Does that make sense? Yep. So that's what we're talking about today is is the book that Christians base their faith on. It's called the Bible. And we're and we're we're sharing some facts about it and. Mm-hmm. It's, it is fascinating to a lot of people that have been listening to our program because a lot of times people don't 
when they read a Bible, they're not taking into account what we're talking about. And it's really important. Any historian will tell you that if you want to understand the culture and or you want to understand the book that you're reading, if it's an ancient book, mm -hmm. then you need to understand the culture and the people it was written to and who wrote it yeah. to really get a grip on what it's saying and what its meaning is. And I think a lot of times people that that read the Bible come into it without any knowledge at all. Mm -hmm. And they'll go ahead and they'll read it and then come to conclusions that aren't necessarily what it really is talking about. And and people can get really extreme really quick with that kind of thing. So it's just mm -hmm. important to be there isn't anything wrong with being educated about what you're reading. Now, a book like the Bible does also require an element of faith. And And by that, I mean... In order to understand it fully, mm -hmm. you have to you kind of have to let go of um, predisposed ideas and prejudices and and ask God to help you understand it because there is a spiritual aspect to the Bible, not just historical, mm -hmm. not just the words that are written. there is something spiritual about it. and unfortunately, a lot of people never take the time to just slow down and say, God, show me what you're saying here and and let the Spirit of God help them to understand some of the things. That doesn't mean they're going to get some weird revelation that it's completely opposite or something like that. But it, it does mean that there is an element of faith to it that I think when you're reading, not only should you be educated um, in a, in a uh, cerebral... Intellectual way. Intellectual yeah. way, right. But also... You should you should educate yourself in a spiritual way by allowing God to help you understand as you read. Well, we've been reading through our our the little church kind of congregation we go to. We call it a gathering. Gathering. It's a gathering. A gathering of people who believe in Jesus and and are reading the Bible together. We've been reading through the book of Proverbs um, the last few days, last week, and you know it's. King Solomon talking to his son. Now Solomon was the son, son of, of King David. King David, who was a king of Israel, right. started and out a little shepherd boy. Most people have heard of David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. When when David took the stone and hit Goliath in the middle of the forehead and then cut off his head and the Philistines yeah, and all that you, jazz. You know, it's a cool um, story. We should talk about that the story. The stories about David are, are rather rated R. Very graphic yeah. and violent. And, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, not. Oof. I mean, there's some. Anyway, but David, Solomon, David, David is also the one that um, killed uh, Bathsheba's husband because he saw her well, bathing naked and wanted her. Solomon, yeah, he didn't directly. And Solomon is kill him, but he kind of set him up to be killed. Bathsheba's mom. She's the mom of Solomon. Mm -hmm. So David and Bathsheba got together after he Had killed adultery, her husband. Yeah. And That's Solomon really is their child. Well, no. He got together. They got together well, before yeah. Yeah. the husband. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking yeah. about a soap opera, you know. I we'll mean, to, as the Bible turns. As the Bible turns. Yeah. Last week. But Solomon was a very wise very wise man. person. So yeah. we've been reading through He was rich. He he was supposedly very wise too, but he so, also was really silly because at the end of his, he messed up his life. Yeah, I think part of that was he he got married to way too many women, and they brought in all kinds of 
of different customs and belief systems, and, and it really messed up. him up. So, but at one time, he did write Proverbs. Yeah, and Proverbs and has it was a, very lot smart, a lot of good wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible are from Proverbs. One of the things he wrote to his son, above all else, guard your affections or guard your heart. And I, there's a lot of good stuff in Proverbs. But he's talking about wisdom and it, and how wisdom is something that you should pray for and ask God for. So why don't we pray before we get into our topic? Well, I guess we and, could. And but pray it, that we get wisdom on The other cool part about Proverbs stuff. is if, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. we'll challenge our listeners there's a proverb for every day of the month, well, if there's uh, 31 days in the month. Well, uh, uh, for a chapter, a chapter for every. Yeah. So conceivably, if you wanted to, since it's so available, you just have to click on the. This computer. is the first day of September as we're recording. You could actually, you could actually read a chapter of the Bible every day in Proverbs for a month, and you'd be you much wiser at the end. Yeah, there's a lot of really good mm. wisdom in Proverbs. Mm. And, why, why and, you would... and you go, you go. Well, that was written a long time ago. Yeah. How would that be wise for me today? Okay, there's nothing new well, under the sun, dear. Yeah, I mean, one of the advice he gives to his son is stay away from prostitutes. Now that seems like pretty good advice for today too. You uh, know, well, how is this a random fact <laughs> in the middle of? One of the advice is he says stay away from uh, prostitutes. Well, I mean, you can be nice to them, but you what should you um, about? solicitate. So There's other things. Yeah. It talks about but, the ant and but <laughs> about being resourceful, not lazy. But I mean, there's just lots of good advice, and I talks I about think wine that, being a, a a mocker and strong drink being a brawler, a deceiver. Yeah. So, Random facts of what Proverbs says. So it's a but good. Watch out book. for those prostitutes. Well, yeah. Jeez. Well, I mean, okay. Well, we're actually supposed to be talking about the Gospels, the stuff. four Matthew, Mark, yes. Luke, so and we're, John. Yes, so we're in there. Yeah. Yes. So, what would you like to know, dear, about what the would Gospels? I like to know? Well, let's just start off by saying some facts. Okay. Okay. So, we've got the the Bible is actually set in two different parts. Okay. You've got sixty six books, mm-hmm. and when you look at how it's separated, there's the old testament mm-hmm. and then there's the new testament and testament simply means t- the test testimony or the to testify yeah and so basically it's talking about god in in different ways so you got the old testament and then you got the new testament so the new mm-hmm. testament starts out with four different books matthew's the first mm-hmm. one so what are we talking mark about? is the second one luke is the third one and john is the fourth one and these these are called the Gospels, or translated from the Greek, the Good News. Mm-hmm. And what they were designed to do was to explore the life of Christ and give testimony or give uh, give accounts, sometimes eyewitness accounts, mm-hmm. sometimes not. Uh, but they they were they're written so that we can get to know what Jesus did and who he was when he was on this earth. Yeah. And so when people say, decide to believe in God, the best advice we could ever give them is to read the gospels. 
Mm-hmm. And you can start in Matthew and and read Mark and Luke and John. And what you'll find, and I remember the first time I did this, I remember opening up and reading Matthew and thinking, wow, that was that was amazing. Because it, it just spoke to my heart. It was so different than I thought it was. I took everybody's word for it. But then when I read it myself, it was completely different. Mm-hmm. And so then when I started Mark, I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Some of this... I just read that in Matthew. See, mm-hmm. I was thinking that when you read the Bible, it's like this progression. Like chronological it's order. like chronolo- yeah, like chronologically ordered so that, you know, chapter two, chapter three. But it's not. It's not, no. And it's really different books or different accounts put together into a volume. And so when I started reading Mark, what I realized was some of these stories are the same. And then some of them have just a little bit different twist to them. And then when I read Luke, same thing. We started over again. Mm -hmm. And this time Luke had more information about how Jesus was born Mm -hmm. in it than Matthew. Well, Matthew had a lot, but but, uh, Mark didn't have as much. Mm -mm. But Luke did. It was really interesting. And then then I got into John, and it was completely different. We'll explain some of that. Yeah, and so so what I found was it wasn't chronological. It was Mm -hmm. more... Four different accounts from four different people on on very similar things. Yeah. And so that's what that's the Gospels. Yeah. So when you read it, don't be surprised when you start to read the same story again. Mm-hmm. Or when you read a story and it doesn't quite sound exactly the same as the other. Because some people will go, well, wait a minute. The Bible's not true because one person said this and one person said that. Well, let me just say this. Have you ever been in a situation where uh, an accident happens mm-hmm. and one person tells the story this way, but the same, as a person with as the exact same accident tells it just a little bit different because from their perspective, they saw a little bit different mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So that's, that's why you get the discrepancies. It's not, it doesn't change the intent. They, they both were there, but one person might've heard this sound a little bit more or, or may have seen it from a different a angle. More, yeah. Right. And, and so mm-hmm. it doesn't change the intent or the, the the main the the main theme of it it Mm -hmm. may be different in the details yeah so i think that's a good preface to go in why don't we start in the very first book of the new testament it's called matthew and why don't you give us a little bit of background who was matthew written by okay i found some interesting things that it was written by matthew who was a disciple of jesus christ um, now, he, was he a direct disciple? Yes, I mean, did he actually he, walk he around with Jesus? He was someone that and... walked around with Jesus. Um, he was a Jewish man. Okay. And this particular book of the Bible was written by a Jew to Jews about a Jew. Okay, so Matthew so, is Jewish. And he, and he writes to the Jewish people. He writes people. to the Jewish people about Jesus being the promised savior or the promised messiah Messiah, right okay that that he's saying jesus is christ the king is his conclusion he wants to get across and um so it's interesting because the early the earliest um the earliest um versions of this Uh gospel yeah didn't have the word gospel in it. It was called according to Matthew. I thought you said that was about Mark. That there were several of them like that. Oh, okay, so was, the, the original title was according to Matthew. According to Matthew. That's funny. 
Yeah. I think it's better. Yeah, I think it's cool. It was kata Mathenian or something in, in Greek. Wow, I thought so you were speaking Klingon I'm there I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. But Kapla! In, but, so it was according to Matthew. Um, now, Matthew was an interesting man because he wasn't a very popular man. Well, he was a tax collector. Yes. And he would be like working for the IRS coming to get the money you owe them at your door. Yeah. He was That's not what he did. popular at the time. And Well, wasn't it a fact that the tax collectors at the time weren't weren't legit? A lot of them were corrupt? Well, and they would like take bribes and do all they, sorts of stuff. They could be. They could have been. Um, but, you know, he technically worked for the Roman government. Um, he was disliked by his Jewish countrymen. And when Jesus called him to be his disciple or follower. And you can read about this in his yeah. account. He, um, and also in, in Mark and Luke, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he quickly responded. And so the idea there so, is what, that... So what do you mean by called him? He, he, asked, he told him to come follow him. Who did? Jesus. Okay. So um, there's a thought there that perhaps he had been listening to Jesus' teaching and had already had his heart stirred that that Jesus was the teacher or the rabbi he needed to be listening to. So when Jesus called him, he like got up and started following him. That's cool. Yeah, so that was cool. Um his approach um like I said was was more um like aimed at the Jewish people. And that's something important because some of the other ones weren't as much aimed at like the Jewish audience. So that's something as we go into the rest um, is important to remember. Okay, so Matthew was did it just talk about more of the religious aspect of things or the ceremonial well, thing or the law? I think perhaps? more he referred to the Old Testament a lot. But Which is what you have to do when, when I mean what what you had to do if you were going to reach out to the Jewish people. Yeah, because um, that's what they knew. Mm-hmm. And you know it was. It was a, a, I guess, just a little bit more of a a Jewish flavor to the book of Matthew than some of the other Gospels. All right. Okay. So that's Matthew's Gospel. Mm-hmm. Is there anything particular in the book of Matthew that stands out for you? I know there's several things that stand out to me. Um, well, I guess one of the key verses where you have Simon Peter... Um, answered Jesus when they when Jesus asked him who do you say I am he said you are the Christ the son of the living God and so I think just the revelation that Jesus was the promised one the one that was to come to save to be the Jewish Messiah to me that's kind of a key verse well I like there were several stories I liked in Matthew that that I still remember for the very first time ever reading mm-hmm. and and some some of it was was about how Jesus was born mm-hmm. and about the angel and what was that I think Andrew just stepped on Jade oh poor thing Jade okay she's fine okay. um I also was fascinated by a story that he told 
about uh, Jesus uh, sending some demons into pigs. I remember that being really, there was a demon-possessed guy, and that particular story was like, you know, reading about a Stephen King novel or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember being fascinated by that. I also... (laughs) um, Ah, I like these, how, these, these are the things I remember. I like how it talked about how he healed all the sick. Okay. I thought that was cool. No, I thought that was cool too, yeah. but I, I like the more weird stuff. You like stuff. all the scary stuff. And then there's a graphic description of the, of the crucifixion and the resurrection in Matthew, mm-hmm. which really touched my heart. So, and, so Matthew was, and, and I think maybe because it was the very first book of the New Testament, I'd never written, written, written course i didn't write the bible i never read the bible for myself and so that was the very first exposure i had so many questions i had after reading the book of matthew and some that were answered and some that still haven't been answered but uh yeah book of matthew really really cool okay so what's our next one the next one um that you find in order in the new testament is mark the book of Mark. And again, you said that was found to be, say, according to Mark was the original. Um, yeah. It, the the ancient title for the gospel was Kata Markon, <laughs> I guess. Captain Markon? Ka- Kata. K-A-T-A. Oh, I was going to say, Captain Markon. K-A-T-A. Um, the, also, the, the Latin name for Mark was Marcus. Marcus. Mm-hmm. I have a friend named Marco. It's it's interesting because I guess in Jewish circles he was also called called John. Huh. But so that's where we get Mark John or John Mark. Oh yeah, I've heard John, John Mark. Mark. I've never heard okay. Mark John. Like it's actually John, John Mark. John Mark, yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah. According <laughs> to Mark is was the the ancient title. Okay. And what was his Well who, who was he? He was really interesting because he wasn't necessarily a direct witness. There was one passage. So he wasn't. A, he wasn't a disciple. He he was, I think, rather young when Jesus walked on the earth. There was one passage um, that said a certain young man. Some scholars think maybe that was referring to him. But they don't know. But for sure. but. He his claim of fame and the reason why most people thought his gospel very reputable was that he hung out with um, several apostles or disciples. Um, the, there's one passage that said when Peter met at his at John Mark's mother's house, the servant girl recognized his voice, and historically. Um, it was known that that Peter, who was an apostle of Jesus, um, stayed at John Mark's house after he was um, released from prison. And so we know from other accounts that John Mark was the cousin of of Barnabas and that he traveled with Barnabas and the Apostle Paul. So he knew, he had direct first-hand information. First-hand information um, from Peter. And it's interesting because his account isn't as much chronological as, 
as people think that he probably hung out with Peter a lot and heard a lot of Peter repeating stories to different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And he wrote down the story. Why, why that, don't you think Peter had a gospel? Well, see, some people think that actually this gospel, the gospel of Mark, mm-hmm. was kind of the gospel of Peter. I see. Because Peter was a fisherman. Uh-huh. And and so they kind of feel like Mark just kind of retold the stories, stories that Peter had said. Right. So Mark is a, a little bit briefer gospel. It's a lot more... To the um, point. To the point, it it's in kind of common day Greek, like what so a who, fisherman. All right. Or, so who was it written to, though? Um, it was written to. Oh man, I have to figure that one out. That you you it told was, me. it was written more to the common people. It was in common language, and it was as Jesus as more of a servant, and also maybe more to the Romans. I I believe that's what I read. Um, more so that the first book, Matthew, was written more to the Jewish people. This book was written more towards the Romans, which were the common everyday people at the time. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um. Just that was the the culture of the time that it was written. It was Judea or Palestine was Roman. Do we um, know what under Roman rule when it was written? Is there a yeah? It most of these were anywhere between forty A.D. and ninety A.D. Around there, a hundred A.D. Um, we'll get to John was probably the last one written. Okay, um, but this was possibly. The first one written in chronological, in chronological, like in time wise, and and you know maybe because John Mark had hung out with Peter, right? And Peter was an eyewitness, and he heard all of Peter's stories. So Mark got a a real education, yeah. So he, and then not only did he hang out with Peter a lot, but he was called a son to Peter and also to Paul that even though this was one interesting fact about John Mark I'm not exactly sure why um, but there was one time Paul was on a missionary journey and with Barnabas and they had taken Mark along with them Right. and Mark decided he didn't want to stay the whole time and he went back to Jerusalem where he was from and so when they went to go on another missionary journey, Barnabas and Paul got in an argument because Barnabas wanted to take Mark with them again. But Paul didn't. Paul didn't. So they ended up going two separate places. And Barnabas took Mark and um, Paul took someone else. He, I guess, yeah, he went to, um, took Silas and... So Barnabas and Mark went to Cyprus, and Paul took Silas through Syria. Because Paul didn't didn't like the fact that Mark wimped out on him. Yeah, but then later, Mark must have grown up because later on, it in in some of the in Second Timothy, he he requested to 
um, have Mark come to him and bring him and scrolls. He says, and stuff. "Useful to me for oh. for my ministry." So evidently, he changed his opinion about Mark down the road. Sure. So there's okay. Mark is referred to in some of the different books. So he he was right there. He wasn't an eyewitness to Jesus necessarily, even though there's some question about some of it. But he was with Peter. So he hung out with the folks that knew Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got Matthew. We got Mark. Now, what's the next one? I have to turn here. Matthew, Mark, Luke Ah, is next. Luke, use the force, Luke. (laughs) Now, Luke is really fascinating to me because um, he's very scientific. He was a physician. He was a doctor. He was a doctor, yes. And so he looks at things very carefully, very analytically. Um, Do you get and, more detail in Luke's book? And yes, he's he's the most chronological in his. He's very precise. Um, Chron- he, what do you mean by chron? He does he everything put, by timeline. He timelines? puts things more in the timeline, whereas Mark kind of just. Wrote down the stories that that Peter had told him. So Luke is a physician. He's more detailed. Who did he Mm -hmm. write it to? Who was Um, the book written to? Well, now this is interesting. And I didn't know this until I was researching for this podcast. But Luke is perhaps the only non-Jewish writer in the New Testament. He's accredited to write um, Luke. And but did, also did they the book say of Acts. books of Acts, but they're not sure exactly, they're, are they? They're pretty sure, um, and it it's really interesting because um, to the Jewish people, um, they they really didn't have anything. They really didn't have anything to do with Gentiles, which. Obviously, Luke, if he's not Jewish, would have been a Gentile. Sure. So it's pretty amazing that he was put in the Bible. Um, And I guess that really has to do with the bridge that that happened um, with Christ. Did I say um again? Sorry. So that was very fascinating to me. So who did you write it to? Um. He wrote this actually more to the Greeks or the Gentiles. Okay. Um, being probably Greek himself, um, he may have been a Hellenistic Jew, um, but more likely a Gentile. So his version was very... He wasn't necessarily an eyewitness, but he went... Historians believe that he went and um, interviewed a lot of eyewitnesses. Interesting. And then very carefully and precisely, like you would expect a a scientific-minded person, a physician that was detailed and observant and orderly, he put things in very precise, orderly manner. Very interesting. And so, you know, I, I think... I think it's kind of fascinating. Now, what gives him credibility is that he traveled quite a bit with with Paul, the apostle, and he also knew Peter and um, some other people that time went on missionary journeys with him. So that's where he gets his 
um, credibility was that, you know, he hung out with the apostles. Maybe he was their doctor. He may have been. We don't know. So I'm not sure, but he, he did, he did definitely, um, you know, interview a lot of people and was just very, very clear minded with that. Okay, so we've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the final gospel, or the final uh, fourth book in the New Testament, is the Gospel of John. Now, John was different in a lot of ways. In some ways, he now, was... This, this is the John that was, was... Like Jesus' bestie. His best his friend. His best friend. Um, now, in some ways, he's compared to Luke, where they call them the synoptic gospels, because... Despite their different emphasis, they have many of the same events, and they're similar as far as the chronology. This one was probably the last written. John, the book of John. The book of John. Um, and it was written by John, one of the disciples. Yeah. That was there to watch Jesus be crucified, was there. He walked He with, actually saw him after he resurrected from the dead. Mm-hmm. He... He goes way back to with Jesus to the Sea of Galilee. He was a Galilean. He may have been a, a follower of John the Baptist mm-hmm. before he was a follower of Jesus, which John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin. Right. And again, it, the early title was um, according to John. <laughs> um, okay. And so, what is um, what? What was John's profession? Was he a fisherman? John was a fisherman. His father was named Zebedee, and Zebedee do da <laughs> Zebedee day. What? My thing, oh my! What a wonderful day! He, Sorry. he, he, and his brother James had an interesting nickname. Um, Were they the Sons of Thunder? Yeah, and it kind of makes you wonder why they were called that. Yeah, you kind of wonder: Were these guys like troublemakers or noisy or riotous or you know what gave them that nickname? I could venture to guess, but it'd be I get in trouble. Guess, but but you kind of with that kind of name, you would think is this the James from the Bible that wrote the letter of James, or is it a different James? You know, I didn't research that one, so you shouldn't ask me. Sorry, I'm just curious. <laughs> um, the mother's name was um, Salome. S A L O M E, Salome. Um, Hi, Jade. So it's not, or Salami, I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Jada. Um, but he served oh, Jesus in Galilee dog. and was present at the crucifixion. Um, he was present with Jesus through a lot of different things and then became one of the main pillars of the church of Jerusalem uh, along with James and Peter. Um, so yeah, and he, so he was, um, what did he, who did he write it to? Well, um, he, I'm not exactly sure the exact audience he wrote it to, but he was, I think he was in Ephesus when he wrote it. So he was kind of not, he wasn't in Jerusalem when he wrote it. Later he wrote the book of Revelation when he was exiled at Patmos. Patmos. Um, so I'm patting our dog. You know, I think he wrote it to believers who were scattered abroad because this was a later thing. So it right. wouldn't be necessarily just to 
to Jewish believers in in Jerusalem, but he he wrote Thanks, this later. Jude. He um he had a, a little bit different perspective that that he wrote from. He was very very close to Jesus. They they Jesus referred to him as the disciple. I mean, he but didn't was even say take care as, of my mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying on the but cross. But he was take sometimes referred to as a disciple that Jesus loved. I mean, so that they they were very very close, very um, beloved friends. You know, they right. um, back in the Jewish culture at this time, and still sometimes in the Middle East, people didn't sit in straight back chairs like we do now so when they dined they had like couches or pillows on the floor and they kind of leaned like on on one elbow and ate with their hand or they were kind of lounging it wasn't like sitting at a, a tall table like like we do here in western culture right and so one of the passages talked about him you know leaning on christ's chest you know while they were eating together i mean they were just good buddies they were close friends and and like you said a minute ago when jesus was dying on the cross he asked his best friend john um to take care of his mother he said this is your mother now you know so he entrusted his own mother to the so care so then his emphasis was more on more on the personal relationship with God? Or? Well, you know, somewhat, except for I think one of the most quoted books in the New Testament is John. Is John and the one of that's the where most, we get John three sixteen. That's what I was gonna say. It was God so loved the world. So there's a lot about love mm-hmm. in the book of John, but there's also a lot more theology mm-hmm. and a lot more about the divinity of Christ. Mm-hmm. So where some of the other books, maybe, you know, the first book of, of um, Matthew talk about Jesus is the, the king. Right. And then another one is Jesus is the servant or the son of man. It talked about more about his humanity. And Mark. And Yeah. And then Luke gives us a real detailed description of all the events and how Jesus, you know, really detailed genealogy mm-hmm. um, that, you know, he, and then we get to, to John and he gets very theological and very deep, right? He in the does. very right first the very beginning. beginning, he says, he says that Jesus was the word. You know, he said that clear back in the book of Genesis, when God created the world, that Jesus was there and Jesus was the the word that created the universe, and then and he it's was, where it's where Christianity and believers get the whole idea of Jesus being God. Yeah, and that that he became he was a word that became flesh and dwelt among us. So it, it attributes divinity to Christ, and that he was there at creation. He was the spoken word, and then that spoken word that created the universe became a man. Right. And he became our savior and he became the sacrifice for our sins. And so John is is very much more cerebral or intellectual as far as it really makes theological you go. Theological. Theological. It really makes you go, 
hmm, <laughs> because it, it's a little bit, there's some concepts that are less concrete, and more abstract and more, um, more out there spiritually than, than some of the other books, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this has been fascinating, and I and I hope people got a lot out of it. Now, let's talk really quickly about what are the differences. I mean, which ones? What did they cover basically? Versus um, the. Well, like I said, Mark and John they call those the synaptic gospels, and they they cover a lot of the same stories in the same order. Um. Matthew has starts with the chron the, the genealogy. Sorry, <laughs> the chronological of Jesus. No. <laughs> the ge- the genealogy of Jesus. Right, right. Um, and there have been some people saying, "Well, how come the genealogies in in Matthew and um, Luke are a little different. And one of them is because it goes back from the mother and one goes from the father. So they're a little bit different that way, even mm-hmm. though because they're both Jewish parents, they have a lot of the same ones. They both um, were um, descendants of King David and they both were, of course, descendants of Abraham. Sure. So... Cool. All right. So you're going to find you're going to find similar stories in each one of the the things, but you're going to find some that are in one, but not in another. Yeah. Like, for instance, we just finished reading through the book of Matthew and you have the Sermon of the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Detailed in that. And it is not necessarily detailed in the others. Um, so, you know, some things are very detailed. The, the general things are pretty much the same. The, the general principle, you're going to have all of them talk about Jesus doing miracles, Jesus, right. you know, healing the sick, Jesus preaching. Um, you're gonna, they're all talk about the resurrection and, and the, I mean, the death the and death resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus. Right. So they all have the same major events you Mm -hmm. know maybe some are more detailed than others um and there's some some stories that that are very similar through through all the books some have you know some more than some less so um i think one of the books i'm trying to remember which one it i think no it was luke i the one thing i remember reading about you know g Luke being a physician, not only was he very detail oriented, but he was very compassionate. And that was when he interviewed people to write down his gospel or his account. Um, it seems like he picked up a lot on the compassion mm-hmm. of Jesus and how Jesus um, reached out to people that were marginalized by society. Right. He reached out to Samaritans, which were looked down upon by the Jews. He reached out to women who were who were um, often neglected or not thought highly of. 
Um, so he, I think Luke caught a lot of that, the heart of Christ, where he he saw people that society at large didn't see. Right. And cared for them. <coughs> Very interesting. Okay, so to conclude. Okay. What book do you think, if somebody's listening to our podcast that never really has read the Bible, or maybe they have read just a little bit here and there, but they really kind of are going, well, this is kind of cool. Um, how? What order would you recommend people reading the the first four books in? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it depends on the person because okay, just like like if um if it was a Jewish person. Well, and I think a lot of Jewish people listen to our well, program. We do. Yeah, we have yeah. some. Okay. I, we talked to one of our friends up in Canada. She listens to our program. She is a, a believer in the Messiah now, but there's a time that she was raised Orthodox Jewish. Okay. So if if someone was, you know, looking for the promise of a Jewish Messiah, I would suggest, hey, read the book of Matthew. If someone is very analytical and detail-minded. Start I, with the Gospel of Luke. I would say start with the Gospel of Luke. Right. If someone likes to really get into deep theology, I'd say start with with John. But um, or if someone likes just the facts and get the basics out there and do it quick, I'd say start with Mark. Right. <laughs> so, but, you know, all of them are good. But we highly recommend that okay. you read all four of them. Yeah, because... Because, like we said, they kind of all have and they're not that long. a different perspective. I mean, you could actually read all four books of the New Testament in one day. In one day. I mean, yeah. not that that not that you would, but you certainly. I mean, if we can read Twilight and Harry Potter and stuff like yeah, that, you certainly ones. can read the New Testament well, fairly quick. And what's so cool too is, you know, when we went through the Book of Matthew um, last month for our, our little gathering, church gathering that we go to. Um, I had two CDs that had the dramatized version of of the New Testament. Well, it was actually, that was Matthew. It was on two CDs, mm-hmm. about an hour or so long each. So when I went to work, I could easily listen to the whole book of Matthew in like one day, right. just driving in my car. Right. You know, and so if you're doing housework or, or doing things, there's so many... Um, versions, audio Bible versions that you can right get online, if right you online, yep. where it'll read it to you, or you can get them on CD or MP3. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of good stuff. <laughs> Our dog's trying to get through because I have dog treats for her. And guess what? She figured out how to get through the blockade. Thank you, Andrew. Tried Look. to blockade. Mm. Yeah. She got into the other bag of them. We found the bag empty on the floor one morning. She ate all of her treats. Yes. So where we were we at? Bags. We were being theological. And we were talking about, you know, you can get through all four oh, Gospels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we highly recommend ra- that. Rather quickly. <coughs> I mean, you could do it in one rainy afternoon if you had a rainy afternoon. Well, and, and we hope that you learned a little bit more about the 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 New Testament and what it holds. Uh, we'll probably, I'm not sure exactly what we're doing next week. I've got a couple of different ideas, but we might might continue on, just do a couple of more historical things, and then uh, start a brand new series. So 
You have to see what happens. Find out what happens. Next time on another exciting episode of Take Him With You. Let's pray. Okay. Father, thank you for each and every person that listens to this podcast. And we're just so grateful that we do have a book like the Bible to be able to read and to read all about the history and, and the heart of who you are. It's... Um, it's a privilege. It's an honor to be able to do that. And we do pray, God, for every person listening that they would be able to read the Gospels with a little bit different information now and that they might understand a little bit better of who you are and, and what you've done for us. Thank you again for your Bible. We think it's cool. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What? Nothing. You're looking at me funny. She's looking at me funny, everybody. I always look at you funny. <laughs> hubba hubba. Look at me funnier. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, why don't you uh, tell people how they can get a hold of us? Oh, there's several ways you can get a hold of us. You can email us at rick at takeinwithyou.com or amy at takeinwithyou.com. Yeah. Or you can get a hold of us at facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. It's true. You can get a hold of us. By reading our blogs and our website stuff all jazz, and all that you. stuff. Yeah. And um, you can check Rick's stuff out at more multimedia or more. Yeah, you what? got it. And then you have a, a art by Rick or something. No, art by Moyer Deer. Uh, art by Moyer. Not by Moyer Deer, but artbymoyer.com. So Rick has so many websites. I can't really tell you all of them. Uh, okay. So lots of websites. Just Google Rick Moyer. You'll get more websites and you'll Ooh, know what Somebody to do just with. Googled me. <laughs> so, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. I'm going to go barbecue my chicken. Go and barbecue with chicken. <laughs> See you, everybody. See you next week. Have a great week. And, Love uh, to hear from you. Live long and prosper. Or as the Bible says, prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Very good, Spock woman. You're welcome. Kirk man. (laughs) (laughs) Make it so. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? 
If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Make it so. Hi, we're the Trek Make Podcasts. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you'll soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk, or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. story, fun conversation, and maybe a bit of inspiration? You're listening to this podcast, so I'll bet you do. I'm Randy, and if so, when you've finished here, come check out my podcast, Stories of the Magic. Okay, it's not really my podcast. I'm just the host. This show is really about the guests I have on. Stories of the Magic is a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, imagineers, artists, actors, and more. We celebrate the Disney magic, tell unique stories, and inspire people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. So if you love Disney, enjoy great stories from real people, or both, give us a listen. You can find Stories of the Magic on iTunes or at storiesofthemagic.com. You'll be glad you did. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are indeed seeking Star Trek. And if you want to seek Star Trek, then why don't you try Trek News and Views, the latest news and views on what's going on in the Star Trek world. Your life as it has been is over. Oh my. Oh my indeed, George. We also have a little gossip at the end of each program about a certain subject, be it Romulans, Klingons, or whatever takes our fancy. Feel free to drop us a line and join in. Trek News and Views via Podbean or iTunes. Check it out.